Do you ever wonder how successful entrepreneurs built their businesses from scratch? Are you unsure if starting a business is for you? Well, tune in as we discuss how successful entrepreneurs transformed their ideas into reality. Welcome back to From Zero to Revenue with your host, Chris Yap. Welcome back, guys. You are listening to the podcast show From Zero to Revenue, the show that features the journey of successful entrepreneurs from around the world. I'm your host, Chris Yap. Today, we will discuss how an Arizona IT company is serving consumers and businesses in today's work from home and study at home culture. Uh, but before that, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Gaptic Global, your outsourcing company for LinkedIn marketing and various back office services. You can learn more about their services at gaptechglobal.com. I am truly honored to introduce our very special guest today, a highly regarded entrepreneur and business mentor, Mr. Luke Ford. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. I'm super excited to have you here, Luke. Uh, obviously, we've known each other for a long time. Um, and for the record, too, the reason why Gaptic is still here today is really because of you. <laughs> well, thank um, you. I, I remember it was February 2018. We were having lunch at Zip, and I was telling you about our business model, and you just told me that's kind of a messy model because I was selling different services to different clients. And then you suggested that I actually fix that and kind of organize the service where I could offer multiple service to one client. And that's exactly what I did. And since then, I've grown, um, uh, you know, quite significantly. Um, at that time, when we were talking, I had, I think, six employees. We've grown to 60 employees since then. Um, and uh, I got to thank you for that. So thanks again, Luke. And well, you're, well you're quite welcome. I'm very <laughs> excited that that's happened. Absolutely. Um, so, Luke, tell me about uh, My Computer Works. Um, you, you're in an amazing, I would imagine, uh, business environment right now, although obviously not for everyone, but in your case, I believe you are. So tell us a little bit about My Computer Works. Yeah, so we, we are, are actually fortunate because through this crazy pandemic, uh, there's actually been an increase in need for our support because the business model is to provide a remote tech support to uh, consumers, uh, work at home businesses, very small businesses, students, retired people. And so um, we're kind of the, the IT help desk, if you will, for the distributed workforce. And over the last year, uh, we've seen a nice increase in business because people are starting to work from home. And it's really interesting because, you know, we've always been, we've been doing this for 15 years. And what we're seeing now is, you know, obviously there's, you know, schooling from home. So we're getting a lot of calls from teachers and from parents that are trying to figure out how to collaborate with their kids on getting the applications working and working with the school. There's a, obviously a large retired community that already is their service. And then, unfortunately, when people um, are let go or laid off, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, a lot of times they become entrepreneurs and they decide they're going to do their own thing. And so we find that there's an uptick in business uh, because people start their business out of their home. So then all of a sudden there's an increase in business from an entrepreneur work at home perspective because they do need an IT help desk. Um, so, yeah, so there's a real 
Uh, and obviously the IT, the, the real estate market's hot right now. And realtors are independent contractors who work from home. So those are also clients of ours as well. So uh, we have seen a nice uptick in business. Um, you know, it's obviously very tragic what's happening. Sure. Uh, but, but the good news is we're an essential business. Uh, actually, we've been deemed an essential business because we, help pe we helped people migrate from their business environment to their home environment, whether it's for personal or business use. Sure. So, and I would imagine too that, you know, given the last few months with the work from home, study from home culture, you know, there's an uptick in, in increase in demand for your service. Um, what are the typical issues that you solve? Let's say, for example, you know, uh, uh, a working mom um, would call your, your 800 number and ask for help. What are the typical Problems so, that you guys solve. Yeah, the, there's there's all kinds of issues, right? I mean, depending on the the target, I guess you over it's a retired guy or a you know a sort of a, a family or or a in, independent businesswoman or man from home. Um, but you know, there's it's it's really interesting. It's actually changed over time. I mean, yeah, clearly there's people that have malware or spyware or some kind of viruses or something's on their computer that's slowing it down. Maybe they have too many applications running in the background. I mean, there's there's there is resource hogs, so to speak, on your desktop that we help clean up and, and optimize. Um, but there's a lot of issues around printing and there's issues around network and does my router or modem make sense for my new, what I need right now. And when a lot of people working from home, they need to increase their bandwidth. So there's lots of sort of, you know, sort of infrastructural, you know, keeping things working properly. But then there's also uh, real issues around you know, do I use a Dropbox? Do I use OneDrive? Do I use, you know, what do I, should I do data backup uh, storage and have those other sort of, you know, file systems, if you will? What SaaS applications are the best applications for me or what cloud applications I should use that terminology? So there's a lot of usage and how to that's going on. Clearly there's school applications uh, mm -hmm. that the kids are needing to work now. Uh, that, that frankly, the teachers and the parents are struggling around. Uh, and so, and then we do things like synchronize people's uh, emails with, with uh, their phones, right? Because people have phones and then they have their desktops. So it's, a, it's really funny because we, we sell people normally initially because there's a tragedy in their life around their computer. That's true. And then we keep them because it's really a membership service. We keep them because they have ongoing questions and and, and, and uh, sort of how to, how do I do this? What do you recommend for that? Um, and so we're, we're really that IT guy that everybody wishes they had um, to keep your, your sort of technology at home working. And that's really, it's a, it's a broad range of questions, but you know, what, what happens if you get an email and it says, oh, uh, Microsoft wants to inform you this. Well, people right. don't know whether that's real or not real. Uh, I'll True. be candid with you. My wife got an email today. She is a Mac user. It said, Apple saw this happening on your computer. Please, you know, hit this button, you know. And, you know, she sent it to me and said, is this spam or is this real? What am I supposed to do? I mean, what do you do, right? Who, who do you call to figure that out, right? right? So that would be a very simple call that someone would make to us to give them peace of mind. So, so I guess I can kind of ramble through many different things, right. but you know, there's really two categories, help make the technology infrastructure work better and then how to questions. So, so Luke, over the years, when we talk, one of the things I really admire most about you and your organization is that you, 
you're very true to your why, like, you know, why you're in this business. So mm -hmm. give us a little background. Why got, why did you get into the IT service company, you know, with, with a corporate background? Because, yep. you know, I love the story. I'm sure my audience would love to hear that story. Yeah. So, so I'm actually a believer that many entrepreneurs should start a business where they see a problem, not necessarily where they know how to actually fix the problem themselves. Um, that sounds kind of weird, but that's how right. I feel um, entrepreneurs should look into a business. And so uh, I'm not technical. Um, and I'm probably technical the most, but I can tell you I'm not technical. And my wife and I got our first computer many, 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 many years ago. And I worked for IBM at the time. I was a corporate guy. And I couldn't figure out how to get you know, AOL working and then get Yahoo up. And you know the whole thing was just a nightmare. And I said, wait, you know, there should be a way to connect a a, a have someone connect to my computer and do all this work for me because frankly, I know how to do some things, but this is something I don't know how to do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, frankly, my wife and I got in a little bit of a discussion, maybe a little bit of an argument about it. Of how do we, you know, how do we get this computer working? And that's when the light bulb went off is, wow, you know, in the future, you know, content's going to be so relevant, important in people's lives uh, that, that um, there will be high speed bandwidth available. Uh, there'll be 2.2 or more desktops or, or, devices in uh, homes per, per user. I mean, it's massive, right? And, um, you know, if I could just make people's lives a little bit better by reducing the stress and reducing the anxiety around technology, uh, I'm doing a good thing. And so when I hire technicians or when I hire people, I always say that the reason we're in business is to just make people's lives a little bit better. And whether it's a realtor trying to feed their family and make more money and not worried about their technology, or whether it's a mother or father helping their child with homework and being worried about the technology working or their child being safe. And so for me, it's always been a mission around just kind of improving the peace right. of a house. And, and my, my household wasn't peaceful that night. And I thought, well, geez, there's an idea. What, what if I did that? And this is a way I can do it. And that's how I thought of the idea. And so, see, that, that's amazing. And that's why I love, you know, with the title of my show, From Zero to Revenue. So, so that was one idea. And then you have converted, it, I mean, not converted, but transformed that idea to millions of dollars in annual revenue, obviously over time. What would you contribute, like maybe the top three that contributed uh, to your success and how you were able to convert that, you know, uh, idea so, to reality? So, so uh, it's, it's a little bit more uh, intangible than one would hope. Mm -hmm. um, I, I actually do believe, and I, and I fundamentally believe this, that an entrepreneur should not be an entrepreneur if there's another option. Um, and I think one of the reasons why we're successful is because me and my team, um, and me being at the top, so it really has to be my mentality, is that there's no option. Like you're going to figure out how to pivot and change and, and just move through uh, what you think is actually uh, a really, um, a really uh, uh, good idea. It turns out not to be a good idea. And you got to pivot and change the idea and you can do marketing and you got to pivot and change the idea, but the undying and just not giving up hmm. on this is what I meant to do. And, you know, I started this business this way and it's turning into that. Okay, well, great. So let's go make that work. So I said the number one thing is, is kind of not giving up. Um, and I, I would say that um, building the team around me that, that really cares 
and is focused and, and motivated and our, our values around, you know, what kind of people we want to be, what kind of customers we want. Um, and, and, and really getting those people sort of on board and getting the right people on board to make us successful. Um, and maybe the third thing, which is kind of part of the first one is being able to pivot and change and be dedicated to an idea, but don't die with that idea. Cause you know, you don't want to be an entrepreneur and jump around to different ideas, right? right. You want to stick to something and, and see really truly if it, you can make it work. Um, you know, my, my focus was helping tech, uh, helping people work, use technology and so, okay, that was the main game. Now, how am I going to do that? Well, sometimes it's on-site. Sometimes it's a remote. Sometimes it's a membership. Sometimes it's not. And so I had to kind of pivot around the best way to support people at home. And it, it, frankly, my initial vision of how I was going to do it changed. My initial vision on how I was going to acquire customers changed. But I always had the focus on helping people with technology. And then everything else kind of has to morph around making that successful. Yeah, and, and you know, you, you mentioned something very critical there, just not giving up, because we've had several discussions where obviously things got tough on your end. Um, so, so what was that kind of anchor that just kept you going and not give up? Uh, I know you mentioned really that the commitment uh, to what yeah. you wanted to do, but it was, I, I would, you know, yeah, I would say the, the thing that, you know, I like to eat, so you got to keep working. Um, <laughs> uh, that's, that's one thing that probably kept me going uh, is, is, is you, know, you know, first of all, I, I do believe, you know, I'm you know, being kind of grounded in faith and sort of, you know, okay, I'm going to get through this, you know, it's really helpful for me personally. Everybody has their own sort of way they get through things. Right. Um, but I think that that's really important to have as far as sort of like to reduce the amount of uh, anxiety and stress and worries mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, and so I think the sort of the undying support of my family, you know, um, you know, they, they believed in me, they thought I could do it. They kept encouraging me. Um, so, you know, that's super helpful. Um, I do think that you need to have a partner that's on board with the fact that if you're an entrepreneur, you know, life is going to be a roller coaster, you know, and, and you're hoping that the end of the roller coaster is higher than, than the beginning. And, and so I think having family support, I think having, you know, sort of faith in that you can do it. And I, and I do believe that, you have to be sometimes blindly optimistic that you can make this thing happen, but be a realist. Um, right. And it, I, I keep going back to the same theme. You just have to keep taking a step forward every day. And I think that's probably the thing that really ended up making us uh, get past that. Some of those very, very difficult days. So it's, it's interesting. You, you mentioned, you know, the family support, the faith and people around you. That's exactly what got me kind of, go past the challenges I've had. And, you know, again, we, you and I have had this sort of discussion. And I remember vividly in one of the discussions we had, one of the lunches we had, I asked you, how do you typically start your day? And I remember you said, uh, you start with a prayer. Of course. And since then, I actually kept, started doing that. So I pray, I meditate. Um, that was a game changer for me because it kind of started my day in the, in the presence of gratitude versus asking for things. Mm -hmm. um, so I just wanted to kind of reiterate how important that is. And obviously you've lived by it and now I'm living by it as well. Um, uh, and I, I think just for the sake of our audience, Luke, you and I, we've known each other probably over almost 10 years now. Right, so, sure. You know, so we've had multiple discussions, not just business, but on the personal side. But 
I mean, every time I speak to you, there's always something that sticks. <laughs> and obviously that's up to me to whether I uh, use that and um, do it. And, you know, most of the stuff you said, I've, I've been using it and thankfully it, it's been working out. So um, well, that's, that's I mean, there's nothing, <laughs> yeah, there's nothing better than, than hearing about, you know, look, I've, I've experienced a lot of pain in my life from my business. Right. And one of the reasons why I mentor companies and help mm -hmm. people as best I can mm -hmm. is because, you know, if I can shorten their window of pain just a little bit, um, I know I'm giving back. And, and to me, that's a really cool thing to do is be able to say to someone, look, here's some things that I've done where I've made mistakes and here's some ways I've made myself, um, more uh, able to handle the anxiety and stress. Uh, and believe me, in the early days, man, I was a wreck. And, you know, I realized that I had to figure out a process in which to get grounded so that I could able to, to handle being an entrepreneur. And obviously now in your household, uh, your wife, Reagan, is also an entrepreneur. Uh, this is a quick plug for Reagan's uh, interior <laughs> design business. Um, how, how does that dynamic work around, uh, obviously you're in a different field, but right, both entrepreneurs, right. how, is that helpful or is that problematic? Uh, how, how, what's the dynamic like at home? Well, you know, first of all, we've been married 30 years, so uh, awesome. uh, we, we're figuring this thing out. But I would tell you that, you know, Reagan is a brilliant woman, so she's been able to sort of help me, guide me, and give me ideas and feedback along my journey as an entrepreneur. And I'm the one that took the arrows, you know, sort of in the business, I guess, if you will, for the last 15 years. Uh, but Reagan's been in business for about 15 years as well, the last five or six years full time, uh, and has she's built her own business now. And and I would say that, you know, we do bounce ideas off each other and, and we learn from each other's experiences. Um, uh, so, yeah, so I think it's actually quite helpful because I have experiences that, that maybe she's, that's new to her and, and candidly, she has experiences that are new to me. And so we kind of go back and forth with coaching each other through this. Um, uh, I would say that uh, we're, we're pretty close. We, we, I'm never going to go be a handyman or a contractor and work with her because I'm not sure we'd stay married another 30 years. Uh, <laughs> but certainly get, helping each other through challenges is, is great. And, and um, she's, she's doing fantastic. And it's, and, and it's quite amazing. Um, you know, during these times, uh, the interior design business is she's, she's really doing well. So it's kind of fun to see. That's, that's, that's always, uh, that's amazing. Uh, cause obviously I, I, I know Reagan as well personally, um, and just seeing the success her success, your success, it's, it's just, um, just amazing. Um, when it comes to leadership style, uh, Luke, what would you consider your style to be? I know you're not really an authoritarian. Um, I think you're more of a servant leader, but I'll let you speak to that. What, what's your leadership style? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say that um, I work really, really hard at uh, coaching my folks through their problems rather than trying to solve the problems for them. Mm -hmm. um, I'm very proud of the fact that of the five or six people that work for me, I would say the, they average about 12 to 13 years that they've been with me, uh, which is something that I'm uh, super proud of, that that that's, that that that's happening and that they want to stay with me for that period of time. Um, so um, I think that I do, I do the best I can of being consistent, uh, being consistent to my core values, um, being consistent with, you know, helping them uh, through their challenges. 
Um, and when I'm not consistent, which is off times when I'm really stressed out or there's something happening, um, I can say that they'll call me out on the lack of consistency. Hey, you're being hypocritical here or this, you know, you're talking both sides here. And so I allow people to give me that feedback, but I will tell you, it takes time to have employees like that and have relationships with employees like that. Um, you know, like I said, they, my, my employees have been with me, most of them between 15 and 13 years. Uh, and, and so that doesn't happen overnight either where you have that incredible mutual trust um, but I would say that I, my job is to just try to make them successful, make them better than they were the day before, uh, and not have my calendar full of things that I'm doing instead of them doing. Uh, and so I work really hard at not doing. But, but it's, it's, uh, I think you also have to give yourself credit as far as being able to find the right talent. Like, for example, you know, when I met you almost, or maybe about 10 years ago, I think Taylor was already working with you. Yeah. Yeah. And she's still working with you and now working with um, the B2B side of business. Sure. Um, what's your, and you know, Rich is another one, um, you know, a few years already with you. Um, what are your kind of deciding principles when hiring somebody, especially, right. you know, obviously at that time, it wasn't really a leadership uh, position for Taylor, sure. I would imagine when she started, but obviously you got, you got it right. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's your guiding principles when, when, when hiring? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm probably not as good as I could, should be on those kind of things. Maybe I got lucky, but um, I really do try to hire on core values and fire on core values hmm. um, and not on skill. Um, I can't recall the last time I let someone go uh, based on skill. And I certainly have never hired someone based on skill. And so, um, you know, obviously if you have a technician, they need to be able to do the job, right? There's a certain skill set that they need to have. Mm -hmm. But, you know, our core values, you know, professional, respectful, uh, positive and friendly, you know, trustworthy and honest, uh, and taking uh, ownership of the sense of urgency, those are our core values. And when I interview people, I really look really hard to see within their experience in their life, whether they fit into those core values, because I've, I really do believe when there's challenges in a company, uh, just as in a marriage, uh, mm -hmm. if your core values are similar, uh, then, then when you have struggles or, or whatever it might be, then you can all fall back to, okay, what kind of people are we? What's the core values of the company? And are we treating people, each other the way we're supposed to be treating each other? So I would say that's probably really what I look at. And by the way, that's whether the report were working for me or whether they're, you know, in, incoming new tech. Wow. Well, I, I was taking notes while you were talking. So this is going to be one of those uh, uh, wisdom that I'm going to be taking with me. Uh, you gotta, <laughs> and the truth is you got to, the truth is you got to know what they are, right? You got to know what they right. are. I mean, like, really, who are you? And, you know, it, it took me a long time. I mean, it took me, you know, a month or so to really narrow down what I thought was my core principles. And, and, and then I had to really do some, am I really, is that really me or am I just pretending that's me? And, you know, I had to really kind of look into it. And then once I figured it out, I said, okay, well, and that's what I need to hire for. And, and if, if someone's not behaving in those lines, it's super easy to have a conversation. Hey, look, you know, this, this whole, you know, taking ownership thing with a sense of urgency, you know, here's an example where you're not doing that. That's kind of a core value up here. Is that, you know, sure. is that something that you can fix? Yeah, probably. So, um, that's, so for me, that's probably the most important thing when coming to hire or even per, doing like performance improvement plans, right? Are you, do you have an employee that's struggling and normally it's a value 
problem. It's not a, a skill problem. You know, are they dedicated? Are they owning the problem? Are they being professional? Are they being positive? And they, you know, so for us, we, we look at that, but whatever your company is, you can look at those and say, is that, is that employee really, really demonstrating those, those attributes? And if they're not, let's put together a plan to make sure that that's where they know that they need to head. Awesome. Um, let's move back like years, a lot of years when you were, let's say in high school, college. So that's a lot of years. <laughs> that's a lot of years. <laughs> uh, try to, I mean, I'll try to remember. Right. Has, 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 has being, uh, was being an entrepreneur or being a business owner, was that always the dream uh, growing up? Yeah, it's funny you say that. It's a really good question. Um, you know, uh, the answer is no. Uh, yeah. When I was a kid, um, I was always told, you know, you're going to be like a, a big company guy. You know, I was, I was the kind of guy that was sort of mainstream, student body president and all those kind of things that, you know, right. you're supposed to try to be. And so everybody kept saying, oh, you're going to go work for IBM or something like that. And, and that's what I did. And so right. I spent 10 years at IBM, five years at EDS, and then a year at Capgemini, Ernst & Young. And, um, and I got my MBA and I did all the things you're supposed to do to sort of be in the corporate world. And um, so, no, not at all. But the thing that I found out was that all the assignments I got from those companies started being entrepreneur kind of activity. Yep. Uh, and so I found I had a real knack for this entrepreneurship, which for your listeners is, you know, being an entrepreneur within a big company and, you know, rolling out new ideas or new projects or new areas. So I think in 15 years, I, I think this might be true. I only had one job that existed before I was put in it. And so quite frequently I would have to sort of create a process and a job within chaos because the job didn't exist before I got there or the, or the division. Oops, sorry about that. The division didn't really, uh, wasn't there before I started. So lots of, lots of entrepreneurship type of skills were learned while I was at those big companies. So I think this is another testament that, because I always believe that, you know, when you become an entrepreneur, it's not really to satisfy a dream, but really to satisfy a need or to solve a problem. And this is another testament of that, that you know, growing up, it wasn't your dream to be a business owner, but, you know, you were prepared to become one. Yeah. Right. And I, and I really think that, you know, I'm actually always tell people that I don't believe in luck. I believe in preparation meets opportunity. It's kind of, sure. the, is, is sort of that, that that's where those connect. And so, you know, um, the skill set that I built up as an entrepreneur um, where I was able to leverage those when the idea came of what I wanted to go do. And so there was a little bit of a crossroads there uh, where I felt capable and competent to go do what I wanted to go do. Right, right. And then, you know, just going back on the journey of My Computer Works, you know, um, amazing numbers you you guys have had, you know, I was looking at your website, over a million problems solved, over 100,000 customers served, obviously over 15 years in business. Um, and I'm sure getting to that level is not, that's not an easy task. Um, aside from the people you've had, um, what were the challenges? And I'm not saying people were the yeah, challenges, sure. but what kind of challenges have you experienced where you almost said, I'm done, I don't want to do this anymore, but obviously you persevered. But what were yeah. the yeah, you know, challenges? Yeah, I would tell you that um, 
cash flow for sure is terrifying 